Welcome to the Kenza Pod. Kenza Collective is a platform designed to inspire and support parents who work as independent contractors. We are a community of like-minded parents united in our vision that career and parenthood can exist in harmony. So whether you're thinking of taking the leap into freelancing, you're a seasoned freelancer looking to learn more about how to run your business, or you're anything in between, we welcome you. Together, let's reinvent what it means to be a working parent. My name is Tiffany Jones. I am the founder of Kenza Collective, and I am so excited that you're here with us today. Before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to let you know of a super helpful and free resource that just launched at KenzaCollective.com. It's called the Capacity Planning Tool. When you sign up, you will receive access to a mini course taught in less than 25 minutes by yours truly, as well as access to a Google Drive folder where you can make a copy of the Google Sheet template and get to work right away. In just 10 to 15 minutes each week, that's once a week, you can get a high level overview of all the projects and clients you're juggling mixed with any family responsibilities that you have so that you can quickly see where you should prioritize yourself. You'll also be able to see when a lull in work and cash flow is coming and when you may have a crazy day or a crazy week coming up. The ultimate point of this tool is to help you get out ahead of problems and stress so that you can be preventative and make a plan. I've shared this with a lot of my freelancing friends and they rave about how helpful it's been. So I am super excited that I've been able to make this available to you all completely for free. If this sounds interesting, head over to kenzacollective.com slash process to sign up and get started right away. kenzacollective.com slash process. All right, let's get into this week's episode. In this episode of the Kenza Pod, we are hosting a roundtable discussion with three of my girlfriends who actually are just now meeting for the first time. And we're going to be talking about how they are juggling parenting and working during a global pandemic. Each of these three women have unique situations, but the common thread is that they all have young children under three and they're juggling a loss of their normal childcare combined with one or more of the parents in the home still needing to earn a living. I wanted to host this discussion because I think it's important for us as parents to encourage one another through honest storytelling and sharing of tips and advice. Being a working parent is hard enough and you add on a global pandemic and sometimes it's enough for us all to be on the verge of losing our minds. When we can relate to one another and share some of the ways we're working through this, keeping it together, maybe some of the bright spots and all of this, my hope is that it can just provide a bit of comfort and maybe even spur some ideas of your own. Ultimately, I just really want to remind everyone listening that you're not alone. And even though it can really feel like that when we're all locked up in our houses for weeks on end. So I'm going to do a quick little introduction of each of these ladies, and then um, we're going to go through a couple of topics here. So first up is Rachel. She is my air quote oldest friend, as in we've known each other since we were about four years old. Our dads were best friends when we were growing up. They were each divorced and had two kids around the same age. So we all grew up camping and hiking and playing together. Um, all, all from years. Rachel now lives up in Portland, Oregon with her hunk of a hubby. I hope she doesn't, uh, (laughs) 
if she's okay with me saying that. I mean, he's pretty good looking, guys. Oh, thank you. And they're, um, they're two adorable children, Finn, who is two and a half, and Darcy, who is six months-ish. Actually, I think just turned six months a day yesterday. or two ago. Yeah. Yeah, yesterday. Hi, Rachel. Oh, two days ago. Boy. Hey. <laughs> it all blends. We're glad to have you. And by contrast, Lisa is my newest friend. Her and I met while doing some work with a mutual client recently. It is possible to make friends during a pandemic. I didn't realize, but it is possible. (laughs) Um, We immediately hit it off um, and I hired her to actually help me with messaging for Kenza. So a lot of the tone and the verbiage and everything you see is from her awesome brain. She has an adorable one-year-old daughter named Sienna who has the cutest smile ever. And her and her husband live in Santa Cruz, California. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Hi. And then Jenna and I, we have known each other since about 2015. And her and her husband were actually some of our very first friends when we moved here to Santa Cruz. And it's been a really fun friendship because we got to be friends before kids and as as adults and before kids in this precious, precious time. And when we were free and young <laughs> and could go get pedicures whenever we wanted. Oh, the mission. <laughs> Should we have some champagne with our pedicures? Now we schedule around nap times and well, now we don't schedule at all, but we used to schedule around our nap times <laughs> and get yeah. in trouble with our husband for being gone for way too long. Exactly. <laughs> so she now lives in Aptos, California with her husband and two adorable boys, three and a half. Is that how old James is now? Three and a half? James, yep. He's three and a half. Exactly. Oh, wow. Okay. And eight months, right? Very good. Very oh, good. Cool. Yes. I know. Got a... I was proud of myself for that one. Hi, Jenna. Hi, Tiffany. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So I wanted to just get started by setting the stage a little bit and just getting to know these ladies um, before we dive much deeper into some more specific questions. So let's just go around the horn and each of you can answer these three questions in, in whatever order you'd like to. So just tell us about your professional background, kind of who you are and what, you know, what you've done in your career so far. Share with us what your lives looked like before the pandemic and maybe what some of your plans were, what you were thinking was going to be happening this year. And then share with us what life looks like now in the middle of the pandemic. So we'll start with you, Jenna. Okay, well, I am an advertising photographer, so I shoot uh, photo campaigns for large agencies or brands. So um, like an ad agency would hire me to photograph photos for a marketing campaign that they'd maybe put on their website or marketing material and whatnot. So what that kind of means is we you know, put together teams of between five to 30 people. And as a team, we produce the photos, right? So there's a hair and makeup artist, stylist, models. We would run a location. And it's a very group effort that's very client-driven. So they have the vision and they make all the approvals. And then we you know, execute the campaign. And then it becomes an ad somewhere, which is really cool. Um, I've been doing that now about 10 years. I've been self-employed since 2010 uh, when I got, actually got fired from my job. And then I decided that was the last job I ever wanted to have. <laughs> and that I hated working for other people. So um, that was the beginning of my journey as an entrepreneur. And then my husband and I started a kind of a fun company about five years ago called the Booth Bus. And basically we bought a Volkswagen bus and we turned it into a photo booth. It was long story short, it was kind of an accident, but um, 
it turned into a photo booth and we we're like, Hey, we can make a, you know, we can rent this out for parties or whatnot. So six years later, now we now have about five booths, three buses and a couple other ones. And, um, we had really invested in making that be our primary breadwinning business for 2020, um, because we had a new baby. So I had a baby in November, my sweet little Weston. And I knew I was going to be out of the picture uh, in 2020. You know, I understand what newborn life now is now that it's my second. So I knew what I was in for. So we said, hey, let's really ramp up on our uh, booth bus business. And we can do these large corporate conventions and these parties. And that'll be our primary income source. And um, so needless to say, if, you know, both of our businesses are um, reliant on large groups and conventions and parties and weddings. Uh, so that's not necessarily the industry you'd want to be in in a pandemic. So note to future, <laughs> don't have those types of businesses for pandemics. But um, that being said, you know, that was our life before. That's my, my background. And then now um, it's a little bit different, of course. We have lost basically almost 100% of our income for 2020. Um, we haven't done any booth bus events. I think we've had about a hundred on the books that we've had to cancel so far. And then we have another 50 to 75 for the rest of the year that likely will not happen. And then I haven't done any photo shoots. So it's definitely been an adjustment, uh, financially and kind of trying to keep our footing. And then before this, we had preschool for our son, James. He loved going to preschool three days a week. He went to grandma's house multiple days a week. So um, at the time, we didn't realize how much free time we had. But now looking back, it looks seems like a dream. Like We had four full days to ourselves to just do what we needed to do for work. So um, that was, you know, that was the before. And then now it's completely different. We don't have childcare. We haven't put James back in preschool. So we have him home with us seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And then same thing with Weston. So um, it basically, I, I don't can't think of a time in my life where we've had a bigger change than in the last six to eight months. So I think everything that was last year is now almost the opposite. So it's, it's been a transition for us. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that with us, Jenna. And we're going to get a little bit deeper into the childcare side of things and sort of what, what you're doing now to, to pivot since you have lost, you know, your main sources of income. And so we'll, we'll go down those paths as well, but thank you for, for sharing that. Um, sure. Lisa, you're in the hot seat. Hey, your, your professional background <laughs> and kind of what life looked like before and after. Yeah. So I work in marketing and branding, um, mostly with retail clients that, um, operate on a direct to consumer basis. Um, so I love developing brand narratives and kind of positioning and working with the leadership team to kind of um, conceptualize that and then ultimately reach out to respective audiences. Um, and so Tiffany, Tiffany and I met um, when we were both consulting. And then as she mentioned, I um, did some work for Kenzo, which was super exciting. Um, and I'm very pleased with what we, um, where we arrived together with that. Um, so before the pandemic, I was working part-time, but definitely doing most childcare, um, most like house care, like everything. Um, and my husband was working full-time and then I was going to transition into full-time work, um, thinking that we would put our little one who's a year in, um, in, in daycare full-time so I could kind of reclaim my 
career that I was um, kind of missing that professional outlet and so forth. Anyway, that all was obviously shot, that plan. So, um, so basically life is just a mad rush. My husband and I both work, um, I work full-time as a consultant and my husband works full-time as an architect. We have no childcare. Um, we, our little one is 14 months old, so she definitely likes to play and like, we can't just say like, you know, sit in your room by yourself for an hour while I'm on Zoom. That doesn't go. <laughs> so we, it's a mad rush. We just swap her off back and forth, try and work when we can. We work weekends, we work nights. Sometimes I get up really early and work um, before she gets up at seven or eight. Um, we're just like keeping our head above water. I feel like we're doing a great job and I definitely, we acknowledge that our efforts are, are, are good. <laughs> we're like definitely trying our best, but we both feel like we're running low on steam a lot because we're, we're just like in go mode all the time. Um, but we also acknowledge that we're super, super fortunate and privileged that we do have jobs. So that's, you know, whenever I feel overwhelmed, um, I always tell myself, you know, what, what a privilege it is to be overwhelmed balancing work because I have work and childcare. So both of that. Um, so that's where we're at right now. All right. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Rachel, do you want to jump in? Sure. Um, so I also have been in uh, marketing the past, gosh, almost decade now. Um, I actually went to school for neuroscience and was heading towards research track and uh, wasn't quite for me. So after I got my master's, I took a hiatus and started a photography company, which I ran for several years um, and really enjoyed. But the part of that that... Um, felt the most in the zone for me the most refreshing was the marketing side of it and i kind of missed working with a team so even though my business was successful i got a little burnt out in photography and wanted to work with a team again so that's i kind of pivoted in my mid-20s and have been working for um, a lot of small or nonprofit organizations doing the full in-house marketing communications um, i you know kind of do everything from you know social media posts all the way up to the plan for the year for the company and all of our uh, communications and usually a lot of the PR as well. So I had been working, um, my husband and I were both working full time. Uh, when I had my son, who's now two and a half, I was working for an organization that didn't, um, didn't have any kind of paid maternity leave, but they did let you bring your kid to work. Um, so I was like, this is great. It'll be awesome. I'll just come back to work at six weeks and bring my baby and it'll be fine. <laughs> Um, it was not great. I, I learned a lot from that. Um, and so when I was pregnant with my daughter and we were talking about what maternity leave would look like and parental leave between my husband and I, it was really important to me to actually take the full 12 weeks this time. Um, and, and it was also a little bit complicated because I was working at a job where I needed to do a lot of weekend work. And so I, we actually, I talked about this with my, my boss and said like, you know, I actually with two kids under two, I think I, this might be a time to part ways. So we had decided that I would work up to the point where I was in labor and then I was going to step down from my role at that organization. And uh, so the plan between my husband and I would be that I would stay home for a couple months with my daughter, take the maternity leave, enjoy the 12 weeks, and then start looking for a job. And we'd be enrolling her in the same daycare as our son 
um, at the near, like maybe end of summer, midsummer, somewhere around then. And I'd hopefully be in a new position that was a little bit more um, uh, a good fit for having two kids at two and under at that point. So um, the daycare my son was in was just wonderful. We loved it so much. And I was really excited for her to get to go there. Um, but we decided, well, they currently have not been in daycare since the pandemic hit. Um, and I was, I think, a little under two months postpartum at the time. Um, so we've just all been home the whole time and uh, we are not going to be enrolling them again. So no childcare. We don't have any family nearby. Um, and my husband's still working full time, but I am now just, I guess, not working. Um, it was, we decided a few months back that it just didn't make sense for me to look for a job right now, um, given everything that's happening, because uh, we weren't quite there with sending our kids somewhere at the moment. And um, so, yeah, so I, I just currently am full-time caring for the kids and my husband's full-time working from home and it's been uh, quite the ride. Awesome. Thank you for sharing, Rachel. Um, so what we want to talk about now is obviously something that every, every parent and especially any parent who is at home and trying to work or their partner's trying to work or they're both trying to work is everyone is dealing with this, this childcare situation, lack of childcare. And it's really complicated because um, some people have options to send their kid to daycare, summer opening, and that comes with such a burden of a decision. And, you know, I just really feel for that, for everyone struggling to make a decision, try to make the best decision they can, and then also on top of it, um, probably be dealing with their own guilty feelings or people saying things to them that make them feel a certain way. And it's just freaking complicated. So, you know, we want to talk about this and we really want this to be a safe space and a safe conversation and understand that everyone is just making the best decisions for their families. And so some of the questions around childcare that we wanted to cover today are, how are you guys doing it? Like literally what is a day look like in your world? How have you made it work? Because we have been making it work somehow, some way. And I think it would be interesting to share some of the actual tactics that you guys have discovered that works. You know, do you time block? Do you say, I have mornings, you have afternoons on these days and these ones? Like, what are you doing? And the hope here is that maybe this can give someone some ideas of how to plan this out. Um, and yeah, we'll just, we'll just kind of go from there and just share anything that may be on your heart that maybe would um, help other parents of some of the strategic ways you've been juggling this. So um, we'll start with you, Lisa. Yeah, so we switch off childcare all day. Sometimes, um, sometimes it's just like, we, I tell my husband like, take Sienna, I just need 10 minutes, I need to send a pressing email. Sometimes, um, Sometimes I'll say, you know, I need a three hour chunk. My husband's an architect and I work in a creative role as well. So we both work in jobs where we, we need to like get in the zone and I can't, neither of us can, can get in the zone for like 20 minutes on 20 minutes off. That's just not how our, how our roles um, work. So sometimes we will tell each other, listen, I really need a three-hour chunk today. I need two three-hour chunks. I need two two-hour chunks. Um, we really say, like, what we need. We Before the week starts, we have – and this is all new. We just implemented this um, a few months ago when we were, like, both pulling our hair out. And 
and needed to have a plan. So now what we do is we say, how does your week look like? What are like your non-negotiables? I have a, you know, a two hour meeting with my boss, um, this day, like I need an hour before to prep. Um, this is, you know, we map out our weeks and I'm a, I'd like to think of myself as a really organized person, but this is like thrown. <laughs> this is like a whole new level of organization because, um, I need to map my schedule out with his schedule. And then I, I'm really, you know, cognizant that our baby Sienna gets like outdoor play and, you know, I'm thinking about her, um, her kind of growth and development too, because she's not in childcare. So I essentially am running a preschool too, like making sure she um, plays in the dirt and plays at the beach and reads and all, all this stuff like that. So um, I guess my, um, the biggest kind of, um, like the, the best thing that we've done is really mapping out what our week looks like and what we need. And, um, and I'm really non-apologetic about saying like, I need a three hour thing. Like I need to get, I need to put my head down. I need to focus on this. This, this is important. And I find that when I do work, I am laser focused. Like I've been in roles before where I'm like on LinkedIn or Facebook or texting or just like, you know, wasting time. And neither of us do that anymore. We are focused and, um, and when we get our amount of time, we, we work. Um, sometimes I work really well in the mornings. My husband is more of a, a night worker, um, a night owl too. So we both, sometimes I'll get up early before Sienna gets up. He'll take the morning until about 10. And at that time I've done like a solid three hours. So that's good. And I do love to take breaks anyway. So I just, you know, make my break with my baby. So maybe we'll take a walk, maybe we'll go to the beach. So it's, um, it's fun to be outside and so forth. And then we're just switching off all day, but, um, it's definitely not easy, but we're in a groove. And I think we've made a ton of progress from where we found ourselves in the beginning of the pandemic, when we were just both running around, like, you know, chickens with their heads cut off and not working productively and the house was a mess. The house is still a mess, but you know, we were, we weren't doing anything really well. We were just, um, just running around like crazy people. So we have more structure now and that has been a huge benefit. So I um, encourage anyone um, that's kind of looking to implement some new strategies to think about mapping the week out and kind of what your non-negotiables are and also understand what kind of worker you are. I'm, um, I, I really need a, a two hour chunk of time to, to deliver something well, but I'm really good on, you know, fast replying to emails for 10 minutes or so. So I guess figuring out your asks with your partner, um, and voicing those would be my advice. Yeah. I love that. The communication piece is just huge. And it's one of those things that's easy to skip when you're just going, going. Um, but that's the day that it always just goes to shit when you haven't communicated about it, you know, and I do want to share, I just recently released an episode, um, on the podcast here. It is episode number 
eight. It's three productivity tips for freelancing parents. And it's <laughs> Lisa and I did not plan this, but pretty much exactly what she said is what I go through in 20 minutes. There's three tips. Number one is have a plan. And I talk about what that looks like and how to do that. And I'm a project manager, so it's pretty good instructions. I think the second tip is to ignore everything. And that has been really, that's uh, has been a huge challenge for me before and during the pandemic, but like, you have a 15 minute chunk to work. You better get your, you know what to work. Don't look at the dirty dishes. Don't look at your laundry. Don't look at your unmade bed, go get to work. And then the last thing, um, which I think is the most important is just to remember, like do what you can and then let it go. That's the third, that's the third part of that because you know what? We are all doing our freaking best. And I just realized the other common thread that all four of us have is we're all nursing. We're all nursing moms right now. I Which think, is a full-time job already. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's just, just do your best, you know? And like, that is a really special thing I think has been coming out of this pandemic is that I feel like everyone's just so much nicer to each other and just much more understanding, you know? And so when you've done your best, you've done your best and, and that's, that's it. So anyway, thank you for sharing that, Lisa. That was really yeah. helpful. Um, Rachel, do you want to jump in? Talk about how you guys have been juggling this child care act here? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm in a different boat, obviously, since I'm currently not working. Um, there, that being said, and that I, I recognize is a very privileged position that our family can be in, that I cannot be working at this time and be caring full time for the kids. Um, it's not really long term sustainable. We're not really uh, able to make this work financially for the long, long run, but we're making it work for at least the summer and into the, the fall. So when we, I remember just before um, the pandemic hit, we, our son had to be pulled from school because he got hand, foot, mouth. Um, and so we were home for a week and I was, I think, I think I was at this point three or four weeks postpartum. And my husband and I were like, oh my God, what are we going to do with our toddler home full time and the baby? Like we cannot possibly have them both home for a week together. This is terrible. Um, and then we had him back at school for five days when daycare shut down for good. So it was kind of funny thinking back on it. Um, I think if I'd known this year was going to be the way it was, I mean, I wouldn't have traded my kids for anything, but I might've spaced them out a little bit. Um, I, if I was going to be a, if I was planning on being a stay at home mom, I think I would have spaced them out a little bit. And I don't know, uh, maybe there's uh, something Jenna can tell me about having a little bit of a more gap that makes it just as hard. Cause it might be, but when um, Darcy was born and, and we're, and I'm trying to manage both kids. My son is at the age where he cannot be left alone. Um, we can make as much of a, a yes space for him in our living room with babies and everything. He can still cause damage. We just took him to the hospital because he walked into a wall and slid open his head. So he needs like supervision whenever I'm putting the baby down, when I'm putting Darcy down and, um, he cannot, keep his hands off her when she's nursing. And so she can't nurse around him either. So I can't really be full-time in charge of the kids all day. And she's still, now she's six months. So her naps are spacing out and her nursing is spacing out. But for a long time during the beginning of this quarantine, um, I, she needs to go down at the beginning five, six times a day for a nap. And a lot of them were nursing on me naps. And so that meant my husband is full-time working and also managing our toddler too. So there was many Zoom calls he had where he was holding my son and my son was screaming and my husband would just yell into the computer for a moment and then mute himself again. Um, 
And then there's times when my toddler really needs me and my husband will have to take a walk with our baby on be on a phone call instead of Zoom or something like that. So he's had a, a hard time juggling work with the kids. Um, and it's been harder than I thought to just be full-time in charge of both of them myself. Um, we, at the beginning of the pandemic, we were still, you know, our, our daughter was sleeping in a room still, but she was still waking up every few hours and nursing. And so we had to basically go to bed at the same time as her or else she would wake when we snuck into the room. So we would go, go to bed at seven and we couldn't even talk in the room. My husband, and I would just lay there and be on under the covers, scrolling the news about coronavirus for, you know, hours and trying not to wake her. Um, so things have gotten a lot better. She's gotten older. Um, she's able, we're able to, you know, sneak into the room now without waking her. And so we've been able to have evenings for a while now and clean the house a little bit or get things in order. So um, my husband has, he starts work basically at 7 a.m. and stops at 7 p.m. most days. I mean, he just has to just keep working continuously because he doesn't get these long chunks. Um, he tries not to schedule too many meetings back to back because we're deep in the throes of like blowout zone with Darcy and, you know, Finn needing extra help because he wants to start hucking rocks at a window and doesn't know why he can't do that. Um, so there's, it's definitely been, um, getting smoother for us but i think at the beginning lisa was talking about feeling like you just have your head barely above water and that it still feels like that with us now so i i all the kudos to you women who are working with kids because i can't even imagine adding the juggle of me working into this right now yeah thank you for sharing that rachel it sounds like kind of key to your guys's success is then just to sort of accept it especially for john as he's like trying to actually work and support you and support his kids all in the same house. I mean, that's gotta be its own craziness, but, but the, from what I I've heard and correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like, you know, you're just sort of rolling with it and his job is rolling with it. And if he has to be holding the toddler and yelling his answer quickly into zoom and muting again, I can just, <laughs> doing that. yeah, yeah. I think he's, uh, we, the days where he has these really long or back-to-back -back meetings are just like, we're just gritting our teeth and getting through it by any means. And there's always some like horror story coming out the other end where my toddler like bit his finger while eating and was bleeding everywhere. And my daughter had like a blowout diaper or whatever. It's always happened those, those days like that. Um, but yeah, I think we're definitely not in the much of, um, uh, self-care mode or anything, but we're just making each day work. We wake up and we just look at the schedule and we're like, okay, like, I have let's implement all our emergency plans today. We're just going to get it done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing, Rachel. Jenna, you want to talk a little bit about your situation? Well, first, it's just so nice to hear, you know, other moms talk about their life and their day and go, oh my gosh, like that's me. That's my whole day, my whole life. And um, it's refreshing to share that with other women because you can feel really alone when you're juggling all this, um, Lisa, you know, talking about how in the beginning where you were like a chicken with your head cut off, that was so us, you know, I think when the pandemic hit, I was four months postpartum. Um, I had come out of an interesting, you know, January, I kind of realized I had some postpartum anxiety that I was addressing. It got really heightened with my second child. All of a sudden it was all about like, keeping my kids alive. And that just like really stressed me out. The idea that I had two and I couldn't be in both places at once. And so I was kind of going through all the postpartum things myself. And then both my children got RSV in February. So they were both like deathly ill, pretty much the whole month of February. 
and then the pandemic hit. And so it's just been this one-two punch um, since the new year. And so in the beginning, when this all happened, you know, I think everybody in the world was just so disoriented, like what the hell is happening? You know, you just look at the news and be like, what is going on? And so, and then your family life is so different in terms of, you know, James not being in school and um, then all of a sudden kind of realizing, oh, wait a minute, like our businesses aren't going to do very well. Like everything's shutting down. And so we were kind of chicken with their head cut off. I think we were also a little bit scared of managing two children at one time. We had really gotten in in a groove with watching James and, you know, we were easy breezy with him. I mean, it's still a lot of work. One child is by no means not a lot of work, but we had it down. We had it figured out. We had almost three years where we were in a groove and then Weston came and now all of a sudden we have this baby who has clearly different needs than our three-year-old. And to have them both at the same time, that like blew my mind. So we were too scared really of having both children at once. So we co-parented together all day. And in a lot of ways that was easier because we could share responsibilities. You know, Weston needed to nurse and James needed a snack. So we could both do the same things at the same time. But ultimately it was just a disaster because we didn't get anything done besides care for our children. And I kind of uh, talk about how, you know, with our businesses being shuttered, um, we're not just like working for income while we're managing the children. We're having to reinvent ourselves completely. So we have to either make a new business or find new aspects of our old businesses that can survive in this type of environment, or maybe just go get another job, you know, go job hunt. Um, and so, you know, our working is more just trying to figure out how to pivot and it's not actually earning any income. Um, and so that's been really difficult. I talk about how I feel like we're drowning, but our hands are tied behind our back because ultimately not having childcare, um, you know, if we had childcare, I believe, fully believe in my husband and my ability to make things work. You know, we've been in business for ourselves for 10 years and I have learned to trust myself that I can provide a living for myself being an entrepreneur. Doing so with two young children at home that are under three um, is a different story, you know, and so I didn't have that faith in myself that we could do it in the beginning. So long story short, we were just total, you know, catastrophe in the beginning, but we started this block timing thing and that has literally changed our life. So block timing, block timing, block timing is uh, really been the key to, um, you know, and we still have very insane days and a very insane life, but it's starting to feel manageable. And um, so what we do is we first started with two hour blocks. Anthony would take two hours. I would take two hours and Anthony would take two hours. And we would do this like back and forth ping pong all day because that's about as much as we could handle watching our children <laughs> at one time. I'd be like, okay, two hours is over. Bye. Um, but we realized just like kind of Lisa said, we, you know, we're creatives and we have to get in the zone. And so two hours, you're just getting into it. You're kind of like knocking out your emails. You're, you know, doing kind of house maintenance stuff in your head on what to do to get going. And then by the time two hours hits, you're ready to really rock and roll with like, okay, how do we come up with a new business or how do we come up with a new product? Um, and then you have to go back to being like parent mode. So we've now extended our blocks to four hours. And that's really helped. We do these four hours. And we're even trying to challenge ourselves, like, can we do full days? Like, is that even possible? Uh, we haven't done one yet because we are both too scared to have the kids all day by ourselves and the damage that would do to our, you know, mental health. But that might be a possibility. It might not work because there is a niceness to a break. But 
the scheduling of the, the blocks has been beneficial for both of us because we get the time. Um, we actually go out and work in one of our buses. We've made it a little office, so we get out of the house. So we don't hear the baby screaming. We don't hear James. You know, James being three is now the best talker in the entire world. He like won't go a minute without speaking and he demands our full attention all day long. So Anthony and I literally cannot have a conversation most of the day. So we have to like sneak away to try to like talk to each other real quick. Um, so that's also been a challenge. But um, so we, you know, we go out on our bus, we work for a couple hours. It's really nice. I'll bring a, you know, snack and a glass of water, some coffee and just be out there. And that's like our office and that's our alone time. And we actually have quiet and that's been a lifesaver. So that kind of juggle. And then um, when the kids go to bed, uh, we work all night. So last night we actually watched TV for the first time in I think like two or three months um, because we just haven't been taking that time to relax because our list of to-dos is 20 miles long like so many other people's. So we never really feel like we can just unplug, but we finally just hit a wall last night and we were like, you know what, let's just watch some Narcos and relax. And that was uh, really refreshing and invigorating. So the block timing for us has changed a lot of things and um, has helped. And, you know, right now this is my block. <laughs> and then Anthony gets his turn this afternoon. And also it helps me be a more present mom because when I feel like I'm watching the kids and I have like a thousand things I need to be doing that I want to be doing, uh, I feel very distracted. And I've been a very distracted mom uh, for the past couple months and kind of going through the motions. And you can do that with a baby, but not with a three-year-old. He does not allow you to check out and watch him at the same time. So being on and off is helpful because then when I'm on, I'm like, okay, I'm a mom now. And I give him my full attention and I listen to what he says. I put my phone away and I try, keyword try, to just give him my full attention. Every day is a struggle and I both succeed and fail every day. So it's just kind of day by day, you know. And then what Lisa talked about setting up your week with the schedule. Um, we talk about our week. What do you want to do? What do you want to get done? What's our next move? And then we kind of plan it out. So lists and scheduling have become like the most type A organization. And then in the implementation of it every day, it just goes wild and it really doesn't fit my, my lists, but at least I have that and I'm trying to work towards it. So that's been a key to help keep us moving forward. Awesome. There were so many great tips in there and nuggets. Sorry, that was a long one. No, no, it's, per I mean, this is what we all need to hear is like, what's everybody doing, you know? And yeah, there's unique situations of one person's working, one's not, one's reinventing too. Like, but at the end of the day, like you're all, we're all juggling. We're all juggling. And even if, you know, we're just trying to find time for ourselves to go like pee, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Or hide in the bathroom for 10 minutes. <laughs> or like, no, 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 all vacuum. I will go vacuum, okay? I got this. <laughs> and yeah, I'll go to the store. No, no, I'll go to the store. It's fine. No, babe, babe, you relax. I'll go to the store. It's things and stuff. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so let's pivot to, let's talk about career. Um, and just kind of talk through, you know, what changes you've made. Um, and what your plans are, if any, or what you're thinking about doing, or if you're not thinking about it and you're just kind of trying to float along, you know, Rachel, you're in a unique situation where you mentioned you're, you're going to need to start living at, earning a living at some point, and you're probably going to want to start working and entering adult land again at some point. So maybe we can start with you and you can just share like, you know, 
what changes have you had to make to your goals or what you thought would be to get through this time? And, um, you know, what do you, what are you thinking your next move is going to be? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely been, I think like all of us, not the year I was planning for myself and my career. <laughs> I was, I, we had these grand plans. Like I'd, I'd be stepping down from this position, you know, amicably and, um, and, and taking this break and I was going to use that time. I was going to do informational interviews with people and like pivot my career a little bit. I was talking about like maybe doing some more like ad agency focused marketing instead of the in-house nonprofit work. Um, I'd already like lined up a couple interviews with people. I was getting coffee with everyone and everything just got just canceled steamrolled, you know? Um, so that that's just been interesting. I, I, I truly thought 2020 was my, it was going to be my year to focus on my career. I was like, you know, I think we're done having kids at this point. I, I'm like, I know how this part goes. Uh, Darcy will get older, like we'll get a groove on. And this is my time to focus on me and what I want to be doing long term. Um, and now I honestly feel like I almost have no time to even think about that. I don't, I don't know about everyone else, but sometimes this is one of those heavier topics, like along the lines of the coronavirus where I, start to think about it and then I just think I need I just need to not be thinking about it right now <laughs> I'm really I feel very nervous that it's going to be hard for me to get back into the workforce um when I need to I'm worried about what the job market looks like um I'm worried that I might end up just doing something anything to be um working when I need to and uh, it's definitely not going to be a um it's not really going to be as much of time, I think, think for myself to do some reflection and find like the next best fit. I mean, I, I hope so, but I, it's really, it's hard to find time to job search and it's hard to find time to, to work on that kind of stuff. So I'm really curious to see what the fall will bring. Um, I think we're kind of holding tight right now. And I think the conversations are going to be um, more focused on me looking for work. I'm guessing next spring or summer, depending on how things go. So I'm kind of in it for the long haul. I'm doing the stay at home mom thing for the long haul for the moment. Um, but yeah, I, I do feel pretty nervous about that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And that's, you know, I think one of the biggest reasons why I felt so strongly about starting Kenza because of people, you know, parents like you who are going to need to consider freelancing or, or starting your own little small business or doing something on your own because you are going to have to have that flexibility yeah. and you are, you might have to do that. You know, there may just not be anything available for you. And so, you know, as I started looking into this, I'm on my side of like, okay, there's tons of resources for freelancing, but no one is talking about what it's like to freelance as a parent because that is a total different ball game. <laughs> And, um, so I hope that, you know, when the time comes, if the time comes, you, know, you can help us shape what, what someone like you would need to feel confident diving into this. I mean, you have an incredible skill set. You're an, an illustrator, a photographer, a writer. I mean, you have so much to offer. And if all that's stopping you is not fully understanding, you know, like the business aspect or how do you get clients or what, how do you write a proposal or like any of that kind of stuff, it's like, psh, you got the skills. Let's just train you up on what you need to get it out the door. You know? Yeah. When I saw that you'd started Kenza, I was like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I could see that this is already going to be a big, um, part of, of my next step. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you were in my mind from, from day one of like, Oh, Rachel, 
she's like my target audience right here. (laughs) (laughs) Which is is so cool. Like I want to, you know, if I can help people, like that's amazing. So anyway, um, let's move on to who do we have next? Jenna talking about how are you pivoting? So you guys have, you know, your businesses, um, what did you say are basically shuttered at this point in time? You've been creative trying to find ways to virtually do businesses, but what other kind of ideas are you guys thinking of and what are you up to now? That's a great question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Who has the answer to that? Let me think. Let me look around. Nobody. Um, So, you know, we've tried to pivot uh, within our mediums as best we can. You know, that's an obvious thing. We understand building a new business from scratch is like so time and in time and energy intensive that we just know we don't have. So we are trying to basically do pivots within our current businesses and specialties that might be the quickest. So for example, um, I signed up with a, a rep that is in the San Francisco Bay area who basically was going around to all the commercial photographers that she knows and was like, what can you make at home during the shelter in place? What does your create in place photography look like? So show us your family and your home and what, what images can you do? Can you do a, a food studio shoot at, in your kitchen? Can you shoot product? Do you have lights? So basically she created kind of a database um, agency. And so I signed on with her with that. And that's been really cool because I basically uh, pimped out my family and my house. <laughs> and um, I have gotten a shoot for a, you know, a, a banking company that we did. And that was both really hard and really fun. Um, but I was able to, you know, take pictures of my kids and you take pictures of my husband and make my husband take pictures of me, which is a whole thing because he's not a photographer. And we, you know, we tried to work on, on getting those images and being able to do that. So that's a, a fishing pole in the, in the pond, I call it. Um, we've also changed our photo booth offerings. We made this virtual booth, which, you know, knowing that companies, um, have basically virtual conferences now and everyone's going on this, you know, virtual world that mostly companies will be looking for experiences to be able to provide the users of that conference. And so we made a new photo booth product. So that just launched. So we've kind of tried to diversify our offerings. Um, And then past that, you know, I keep telling Anthony, it's all going to be virtual from now on. Like we need to come up with our next company needs to be a virtual company because we've always had a dream of being able to work so freely, especially with kids, um, and maybe before they go to school, uh, to maybe go abroad and work for a year or just travel the country in a motorhome. And so my dream has always been to like work from my computer and not be tied to a physical location. And the booth bus has been very um, anchoring here. Obviously, we have 150 events and we have to physically be at those places. So um, that's, you know, I'm, I'm kind of drawing on my interest in branding and marketing and social media management. So we may start, uh, you know, a new branding company to help, you know, other small businesses kind of develop their brand voice and mostly the imagery perspective of that. So that's an iron in the fire, but we haven't actually um, pushed go on it because I know once we decide to do it, how much it's going to take. So I really need to make sure that that's the direction we want to go because like, like all of us, we only have, you know, an hour to accomplish a hundred hours of work. And we, re- I really need to be focused on what is the next best thing. Um, and I don't have time to kind of dilly dally and try new things and it needs to, it needs to hit immediately. So, um, 
so that's what we're going to try to do, you know, and that's, that's all I know. And honestly, we look at each other and we're like, so what are we going to do? And we, we still don't have that answer. Yeah. Thank you for being so honest with all of that. I think one of the things that stood out to me is that you guys have started by getting creative with what you already have. And yeah. while that may not be generating the income that you had beforehand, at least it's more than nothing, you know, yeah. and just, just yeah. tapping into the skills. I mean, Jenna is an incredible photographer and, you know, being able to tap and has really cute kids and a beautiful house. So being able to tap into just looking around you and what you have and your connections and reaching out to people in your network and saying I'm available and just being open to using what you got, you know you know, to an extent, I don't want to use everything you got, you know what I'm saying? Right. But, uh, <laughs> we're not des that desperate yet, I don't think. But. It'll be 2021. <laughs> <laughs> so things get really dire. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, you know, I just, kudos to you. I know you got, you don't know your next move necessarily, but, you know, you're using what you have and you're being creative um, and, and figuring it out and getting through it and knowing that you guys are super smart and tapping into that confidence that, you know, you, you will figure this out. You have always figured it out and you will continue to figure it out. And, um, you know, I think those are some positives to just recognize of, of you and Anthony. I know you've been working really hard on this. So totally. Well, thank you. Yeah. It's a game of inches this year. That's what we keep saying. You know, we don't have any grand slams, you know, no major projects that are like, Oh, this is great. This is will last us a couple of months it's a game of inches and um, somehow we are making it work and all the aspects, but it's always been like inch by inch, centimeter by centimeter. So it, there hasn't been any big, um, big things that, it, you know, it's just getting through minute by minute, inch by inch. Centimeter by centimeter. Centimeter, millimeter by millimeter. <laughs> Lisa, do you want to jump in and Tell us what's going on with your career. I know you have a, a, even a more of an interesting story because you weren't freelancing until what, right before the pandemic, right? Yeah, I was planning to go full time um, pre-pandemic, and then pandemic hit. My job offer changed from full time to consulting based on the just the uncertainty of the economy, if the, um, if the company would survive and, you know, succeed with their seed money in series A and so forth. So, um, so just, I mean, to echo Rachel, I feel a lot of anxiety about the future and then, you know, how that is going to impact my career and our financial security and so forth. And then to echo Jenna, I am really embracing the inch by inch if not millimeter by millimeter, and I'm keeping my expectations in check. Like maybe this isn't the time to expect, you know, grand slams with my career. Um, I don't want to sell myself short. Um, and I, I don't want to compromise my worth um, because I, I don't want to get to a point where I'm charging significantly less than I would for my rates or I'm taking on projects that I don't really believe in or, you know, companies whose values don't align with my own. I'm, I'm not at that point, but I also, you know, want to keep my expectations in check so that I'm not totally disappointed if things, um, if dreams aren't being realized in the near future. Like, you know, I think 
just understanding where we're at um, and that kind of the general camaraderie with everyone, like we're, none of us are really like killing it. <laughs> so <laughs> like, that's okay. Right. Um, so I don't think I answered your question, but I'm definitely just um, networking as much as I can virtually, like, you know, keeping up with my connections, keeping my expectations in check. Um, and, um, and also just knowing my work, right. I, you know, this, this is a crazy time, but, um, but if it means holding out for, you know, the economy to clean up a little bit and, and get that great job, then, then I'll do that. I'm, I'm super happy with my job right now, but the nature of the economy is, is insane. So, you know, it could go away you know, easily. So just trying to be as like flexible and, and so forth, but um, trying to be hopeful in the midst of feeling fearful about um, our economy and so forth. Yeah, I love that. And I think kind of the keys, two things I'm hearing from you and Jenna is that, you know, don't discount your networks and the connections you've made because each one of us on this call we have a track record, we have a career, we are badass women, and the people around us and who work with us know that. And but they don't always, you know, everybody's just trying to figure stuff out for themselves. But if you can reach out to someone in your network or everyone or whatever it is and say, hey, this is kind of what I'm up to now. If you need a copywriter, I, you know, have a couple of hours a week I can do, or if you need a social media manager, I'm, I'm piloting a potential social media business, whatever it is, you need to tell people that you're looking and that you're open and that you're available and because you're going to make them look good ultimately when they go into a company and they want someone says, oh, do you know this so-and-so? Yeah, actually, Lisa just reached out to me, a former colleague, and she's an incredible copywriter. Let's bring her in, you know, so don't discount um, doing that. So yeah, thank you for sharing that, Lisa. Mm -hmm. Rachel, we, we started with you. All right. So I'm really glad we're, um, we've gotten this far in the conversation and that we have time for this last uh, section here because this is the one I really am excited about getting to. Um, we wanted to wrap up on a positive note. You know, not everything about the pandemic has been terrible. Um, you know, there have been some bright spots. There have been some maybe unexpected joyful moments or trips or experiences that have happened that most likely would have never happened in the past. So, you know, there's kind of a couple of prompts here and I just can go around quickly. I know um, we all need to get back to our crying babies and our <laughs> drowning husbands. <laughs> and Jenna, we're infringing on your block of time. And oh, no. So I know we want to get to that, you know, I know we need to get back to our lives, but I did just want to go around and see, there's kind of two sides. If you want to share some fun and expected joys that have come out of this, or maybe creative ideas that you've come up with that you'll probably keep in place after the world goes back to whatever the world's going to go back to. And then another side of it is what are some um, ways that you've been able to take care of yourself, even if it's tiny, you know, even if it's, I take really long showers now or whatever it is, like what are some self-care practices that you've been able to squeeze in, 
um, without judgment of how often or how long or whatever they are that maybe other people could hear about and, and try to. Um, and then any other positive, encouraging words you want to share. So, um, Rachel, let's start with you. Um, yeah, I, I was talking to my husband recently about the fact that, like, but as I was praying with our daughter, I was just so preoccupied and upset with the parental leave in this country. You know, like, it seems so wild to me to have a baby and being just the barely maybe emerging from the the haze of the newborn stage when you're, you need to, you know, go back to work, um, and leave your baby potentially with somebody, um, oftentimes someone you don't know as well. And I'm not sure if there's anything short of this particular situation, this pandemic that could have allowed us to make the decision that we just need to have me be home with the kids. Um, and as hard as some parts of it are, um, I am really grateful to be able to experience this. I, I, I kind of written off the possibility of ever being a stay at home mom. Um, again, I think I agree with you, Tiffany. I I'm going to need to work at some point, <laughs> not just financially, but for like the adult, you know, whatever, but you know, they're both so little right now. Um, and I, and I do, I am very thankful to actually get to, um, be home with them. I, it was really hard, even though we love our daycare so much that we had for my son, it was hard to be apart from him and basically see him for a little bit in the morning, a little bit in the evening before he passed out and then weekends. Um, and it was sad for my husband thinking we'd have this baby and she would like basically see his face like a quarter of her wake time, you know, for the next year. And so instead she sees him every single day and she has since she was born. Um, and that's just kind of wild and wonderful in a lot of ways. Um, so again, I, I do know that we're in such a privileged spot that I can be home with the kids that we can choose to not send them to daycare at this time. Um, and that we can focus on them like that, but that has been such a great, um, I don't know, just such a great experience to get to be with them 24 seven. And that's not to say that I don't need breaks or it's not really hard. Like I completely hear what Jen is saying. Like we have also wondered about like kind of giving each other longer breaks. And I'm like, I cannot possibly do more than this amount of time of just me with the two kids. Like I love them to death. And, um, but it's hard. It is hard parenting. I know that, you know, all of us know that. Um, it's so, so yeah, but that being said, it, I am very, it is like the silver lining getting to like be there every single day and make new rituals with the kids and not, not be apart from them um, in that way. Uh, we have gotten a lot closer with our neighbors and we don't have, uh, we don't have a lot of social time these days at all. And mostly just walks with the kids to just get them out. And one of our neighbors um, made a bike for our kid, like found a, a free bike and like fixed it up and painted it and presented it to her kid and he'd only met him twice. Like people are just being nice to each other and they've been nice to us and they've been nice to our kids. Um, and I feel like even though there's a lot of uh, negativity in the world in general, a lot of hard stuff that's happening right now, I do think that our children are seeing like a kind and beautiful world in a way. And that's just a gift. I don't think we would have known as many of our neighbors or, or made these connections with people um, had we not been kind of forced to slow down and be at home. Um, in terms of self-care, we're just starting to figure that out. Uh, we kind of just hit a wall and realized that we do actually really need to give each other some of that time instead of just, you know, passing the baton all day long till we pass out. So we've started on, um, on trying to do at least once a weekend, I take the kids for a four to five hour block and my husband just goes on a hike or something. And our toddler goes, dad is looking at trees right now. I guess <laughs> exactly right. And, um, and then in return, I'm still nursing as we, you know, we're all nursing right now. I, I, my blocks of time cannot be that long, but um, in lieu of that, my husband is trying to m make sure that I get anywhere from 30 to an hour, sometimes on lucky days, like 90 minutes to myself. Um, and that's just been 
happening for about a week and a half now. So each time I, I don't, <laughs> I look around and I'm like, Ooh, what do I do? If it's half an hour, where can I start? what can I do with this time? Um, and sometimes I spend the whole time just making a list of things I want to do and then it's uh, over. Um, but that's good. I have my list that I can come back to next time. Um, so I, last week I used a couple of my free chunks and I built myself a planter. Um, and that was great. And it looks terrible and I love it. Um, it's just nice to like do something with my hands that was just separate from childcare or thinking about everything. So I'm trying to do more of that. Um, and yeah, if we ever do a follow-up episode, I'd love to, maybe there'll be some self-care that happens then. Cause I think we're starting to realize how to give that to each other now. Um, give us each other that time, but still at the very baby stages of it. I love that. A four, four hour hike childless bliss staring at trees i love rachel what you said i just want to call it out real quick because it was like wow that's really amazing that you know children are seeing a world of like extra kindness right now and i think that's so cool i had never thought of that you know i always thought like oh my gosh kids have to stay separate and there i see these kids wearing masks and they're so young and like these whole families wearing masks and i'm like oh this is weird you know you get used to it but then you don't and um but you're right they're seeing a level of kindness that they probably would have never experienced yeah. and that is really interesting and really cool so thanks yeah. for saying that I'll, I'll be thinking about that for a while yeah, I think he said our neighbors are like some of his closest friends, like my friend Tom and my friend Jim and my friend Nico. And we're like, our neighbors? Yeah, they are your friends. <laughs> They're like in their 50s. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, Lisa, do you want to share just, and this can be free, like there's nothing, you know, just anything positive, happy, you know, anything just really cool that's come out of this? Yeah, I think, Rachel, you said it so beautifully. Um, Really, I feel like Sienna, my little one, is um, is really happy and lucky to see what a nice little neighborhood we live in. I never talked to my neighbors, and now um, we we talk all the time. They're like, you know, we say hi. We have distant little gatherings in the park down the street. Um, I'm definitely a lot more extroverted than I would be, which is so <laughs> weird. Um, but like I go out of the way and reach out to the neighbors and say, do you want to go on a walk? Do you want to have wine in the park? Um, and, and that's really beautiful. Um, and I, I agree. There just is a level of compassion and kindness that, you know, like taking the moment to thank the mailman and the delivery person and wish the people from curbside pick up at the grocery store that, you know, tell them stay safe and healthy, like all of these kind of new rituals that have, um, have come with just interpersonal, um, connections with people has been really nice in terms of self care. Um, I take really long baths. I, um, I'm sometimes I'm in there for like over an hour. <laughs> I just, I don't even know what I'm doing in there, <laughs> but um, it's my own little room. And then I, um, I sometimes I get up really early to work, and sometimes I don't work. I just get up and I drink my coffee, and I look outside. Um, I just like stare out the window, and it's just I'm alone, and it's it's really nice. So I like treasure. I'm really intentional with my time. If it's 20 minutes when I'm just sitting in the sun or just staring out the window it's like yeah that is self-care like just 
being undisturbed. Um, I started reading again. I felt like I was spending too much time on my phone. Like I was just like on Instagram and all these just like dumb apps that weren't bringing me anything. So I really conscious about not doing that, not getting into the tunnel of reading the news and all these, you know, scary things going on. Um, so taking a break from that has been really good for me. Um, I think just the general, um, heightened sense of like being present and intentional has been really, um, has been really nice for me. Yeah. I love that. It's like, you know, this realization that, oh my gosh, we don't know what's going to happen. And then we never actually did know what was going to happen, you know, and it's just being thrust upon us. Like, yeah, this is, this is how it was. And this is how it is. And this is how it will always be. We never know what's going to happen. And so, you know, just staying present in the moment and, um, (laughs) Beth, who is my co-host and my co-pilot with with Kenza, we have this thing where we always say, universe, do your thing. (laughs) Yeah, Our little company saying, universe, do your thing, whatever, you know, we're open to whatever. Um, And I think that's really come straight out of this, this whole thing is like, you know what, whatever's going to be is going to be. And I think that's a really important lesson to teach to our children that we are resilient and flexible. And we, that's, that's what you do. Yeah. You just go with it. Yeah. Put a smile on your face. Maybe. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for sharing, Lisa. Jenna, do you want to um, wrap this up for us, this, this little segment here, and then I'll do a, a final wrap up? Sure. Well, um, you know, finding the bright spots and all this, um, the the girls just hit it on the head, basically. I, the, the time with my kids and, and Anthony, um, I try to remind myself this is just a phase in life. This is not forever. This will change. This will be different. Um, just like in college when we were studying for our you know, finals and we were so stressed out about school and then now all of a sudden you look back and you're like, oh, you know, college came and went and it's gone. You know? So trying to remember that this is a phase, I try to remind myself that every day and that this will pass and this will change. And that when I'm, I'm very sentimental, you know, and so when I look back on like the little old lady me, who's going to be like, oh, I had all that time with my young kids and that will never get taken away. Um, Having that, you know, 24 seven time with them is really, I'm not missing a moment really. (laughs) And while it's really difficult now, and I might want to miss a few moments here and there and have a break more. Um you know, we'll never get this time back with our kids. And that really is the most important thing. Um, it's funny, the finances and the business and all those things uh, stress me out, but not really, actually, not that much. It's more about my family's health and making sure that specifically James, my three-year-old, um, is healthy and engaged in this new world. And so being with them all the time, you know, I always had a little pang in my heart when I would drop them off at preschool, even though I was like, yes, I get eight hours to myself. I'd always be like, oh, I'm going to miss those eight hours of his life. It's just this weird mother conundrum, I think, that we all do where we like just need a break. And then we think and look at pictures of them on a break. It's kind of absurd. So, you know, kind of going back and forth on that. But, um, you know, having that time with them, definitely. And then the bonding we've had as a family uh, this year, we definitely would have had this time together. Anthony would have been gone a lot on a lot of events. 
And so um, being together is just, it's priceless. And we'll, I think, you know, looking back, I'll always say, I'm really glad we had this time together. So I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for the mirror it's kind of shown on us, um, both, you know, being married and as parents that we are totally capable of doing impossible things, which, you know, I didn't have that confidence before. I think, you know, we all kind of question our abilities, but then, you know, you have a baby and then after labor, you're like, wow, I am a superhero. I can do anything. And then you kind of forget because you fall into the, you know, cycle of life where you're always trying to kind of keep it up. So anyways, uh, understanding that we can do hard things. We have done hard things. We will continue to do hard things and um, we'll be okay. And so kind of having that peace. So for self-care, um, that's a good question. I think in the beginning of the pandemic, I was uh, eating a lot of sugar and bread <laughs> because that was how I was kind of like coping. And now uh, in the last maybe month, I've finally gotten to a place where I'm like, I am going to focus on my own health. Um, you know, I've been taking care of my kids. And even though I might not get a few moments to myself, um, what I put in my body and what I, uh, how I nourish myself is uh, something that I actually can control as opposed to everything else that I cannot control. So just eating healthy foods and drinking a lot of water and basically using that is like, this is, this is the way I'm taking care of me is by nourishing myself properly and having control over that aspect. And then taking really long hot showers when the kids go to bed and doing a little hallelujah dance in the shower that I have a couple hours to myself. So those are the two ways I'm taking care of myself. I can just picture you now doing a hallelujah dance. <laughs> it was like that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love that. That is such a great point about a form of self-care, just eating healthy. I mean, a lot of times we think like, oh, working out. And that's something I personally really miss is having the time to work out or go to, I used to go to yoga once a week religiously. It was my time. Um, but yeah, just eating a really, just eating healthy, eating good, feeling good is, is a really great way of self-care that doesn't necessarily take time unless you're, you know, I don't know, juicing like nine different vegetables and then you have to deal with all that. But <laughs> thank you for sharing that, Jenna. Sure. Well, we do want to wrap up. Um, I think this has been such an awesome conversation. It just has blown my mind how amazing this has been. I knew this, the three of you would be perfect for this episode. Um, but it has really exceeded my expectations and yeah, I just really want to say thank you for opening up so deeply and so authentically to everyone who's listening. I think this is going to be really timely and helpful for people to just know that we're all going through this right now. And um, no matter what you're doing out there, we know that you're doing your best and that you're making the best decisions for your family that you can make. And no matter what anybody tells you, no matter what dumb Facebook troll tries to say to you when you're trying to get advice or you announce a decision or something, you know, just stay true to yourself and trust yourself and trust your instincts. And I think that that's um, what everybody here has been doing whether they know it or not, it's just trusting their instincts. And um, hopefully we can all keep doing that. So thank you, thank you, thank you for making this happen. I know everybody worked really hard. Please thank your husbands for <laughs> making this happen. And for, um, you know, I just thank you for the situation you're walking back into if it's crazy. I just really appreciate it. I appreciate your time. And um, 
I think it'd be really fun to catch up in a little while and see where everybody's at and where everybody's landed. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you, Tiffany. This was nice to uh, talk to you and good luck, girls. You guys are doing an amazing job. It's, it's easy to see other women kick ass. It's harder to look at yourself, but um, just by what you're saying, you guys are just kicking ass and taking names. So it's nice to hear. All right, you guys, um, be sure to go to KenzaCollective.com and sign up on our email list and stay informed on all the great resources coming your way. Um, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Kenza Collective. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Bye. Tiffany. Bye.